0: Poker's legendary champions, next-generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Philosophical Friday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and Duncan Palamortis. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And today is Friday. Well, it's a special Friday because it's Philosophical Friday. As some of you may have noticed last week, there was no episode because I was traveling and attending my Tactical Tuesday co-host, John's wedding. Um, So that was super fun i'm sure we'll talk about it in next week's tactical tuesday but for now i'm back with duncan duncan how you doing my friend
1: good good, good. i missed you man like how can we miss podcasts you know like i really needed to to do it last week yeah, <laughs> how are you
0: it, yeah i'm doing great it's a thing that you never knew that you needed to do it every week but now now yeah. you know you need to do it you know
1: absolutely it's uh one of those things that you're going to let it out, right? you're, going to, you're going to speak your, your mind on things.
0: Yeah, you, you get in the get in the routine and then all of a sudden, you know, your your co-host disappears in the ether for a week and <laughs> you're, you're just left there. I'm sure that at our standard recording time of this podcast, you open a Zoom and just like, right. you know, stared into the camera like, you know, Pablo Escobar questioning <laughs> the meaning of life and
1: where's Brad?
0: Uh, but we're resolved.
1: That's right, that's right yeah mm-hmm. I, I I did above average writing uh, this uh, this last week, which I yeah. think is yeah it probably has to do with the fact that we skipped the podcast, so there
0: you go yeah you, you you uh just used a different medium to express your creative creativity and your thoughts, and um apparently some stuff happened while I was gone that i I was completely unaware of. so right. let's dive into today's topic of conversation right. um, first and foremost.
1: Right, so um, a lot of things have happened. One of the things that uh, grabbed my attention, uh, mostly because I'm very interested in that specific topic, was a, there was a little bit of a drama in uh, Joy Ingram's, Ingram's uh, podcast. Uh, so Ebony Kenny, she uh, she won a big tournament, and uh, she went over there to have a discussion with uh, uh, with Joy. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, the the podcast uh, ended up. Uh, somewhat abruptly. At the end, uh, there was uh, basically a disagreement on what I would consider a topic of censorship. Um, I mean, it's probably best for people to uh, go and uh, listen to the podcast, uh, because at least the the end of it, if they want to make their own uh, conclusions. But uh, if I were to to summarize it as fairly as I can, um, basically, the disagreement was on how much Joey should um, uh, essentially uh, censor um, his his viewers when they get out of line, and what essentially what out of line is. Uh, In particular, I think there were some uh, misogynistic comments uh, in 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 uh, you know YouTube chat, which is you know not not surprising to anybody who knows you know how you know chat works. But uh, um, I I think that's basically the 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 disagreement on whether or not. uh, uh, So the the, the the B word was was uttered, and uh, you know, Ebony's point was that you know, Joy should uh, has responsibility. You know, that people who are in his chat it's his responsibility, and he um, has both a uh, not not just responsibility, but also part of the of the uh, part of the blame or the the general issue that you know sure. uh, women women today in poker you know have a trouble. Um, you know, being able to find the uh, uh, to find peace in in poker rooms and and things like that. So, like I said, I mean, it expands more from there. It's going to be difficult for me to do the the, the disagreement justice. And 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 was trying again to 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 defend himself to the best of his abilities. But then then Ebony just she abruptly left, so there was no conversation to be had of that. Yeah.
0: So the chat wasn't being censored enough or properly or at all. I don't know the answer if it's just at at all is the answer? Or... I
1: think I think that's actually an interesting question because exactly what does that mean? Because there are some moderators and the moderators, you know, they're, they're trying to do their best. But what does best mean? And you know, like where do we draw the line? I mean, these are some questions that you know I thought we can we can ask ourselves. So what I was thinking today is to talk a little bit about ses- censorship because sure. I think that's that's the interesting part uh, out of out of all of this, right? I mean, uh, what is censorship? You know, um, is it necessary? Where do we draw the line? You know, what are some heuristics uh, that we can use? Uh, are we even heading in the right direction? You know, and we're
0: uh, heading in a direction. In a all. direction.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And um, I actually did write something about it. You know, like as I was as I was thinking about it. Um, you know, that maybe you know I can perhaps read yeah. some of that go, later.
0: Go ahead and read re- read your letter, and then then I think we can go from there. Because I think this is like there, there's a lot of Room for discussion, but for the most part, I, I see myself in the future rehashing a lot of things that I've said a bunch on on this podcast specifically.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So let me just uh, go here and uh, uh, and uh, the a, a lot of it um, comes to um, a lot of it comes to essentially understanding the concept of of free speech and uh, how do we value it in society. But I. I Basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna read these thoughts because I think they're gonna be a little bit more more clarified than me just mumbling for for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So I guess so. Stop mumbling and read. Stop <laughs> <laughs> mumbling and read right? So so where do we draw the line? Is is the first question I ask right? A natural question to ask is how much free speech is necessary for a healthy community to operate functionally, and is there such a thing as, for example, too much free speech? You know, advocates of the affirmative would claim that if you allow a villain to say something seemingly innocuous, get in their opinion toxic who's going to stop uh, the same villain from uh, escalating the toxicity to the point that they're now engaged in really offensive and potentially harmful conversations, right? So who is there uh, to, to, to stop them, right? And the issue with that approach is that this theoretical line can move in both directions, both of which are concerning if they move too deep, right? So true, in some cases, some ideas can be potentially dangerous and even detrimental to society when pursued, but by the same token, lack of expression can lead to oppression, Lack of progress, indirect retaliation, and other undesirable effects that are equally, if not far more dangerous. The issue is, of course, that if we have trouble drawing the line in what is the worst thing we should allow, we should also have trouble drawing the line in what is the best thing we should censor. And let's also not forget that, historically speaking, those who think they know when to start censoring are those who don't know when to stop, right? Sometimes, like Hitler and Stalin are two infamous examples. Of, of such an approach, which you know, started as an attempt for society's greater good, in their minds anyway, and ended as a totalitarian regimes responsible for the premature death of millions of innocent people. So that's one one, one issue that we have, you know, where do we draw the line uh, negatively, but also positively? Personally, I find the freedom of expression so fundamentally important for our survival that I would argue that censorship is a threat to our own existence. Uh, in contrast, allowing bad ideas to exist is not as harmful as it may seem at first. As they as they will have to survive a vicious opposition before they start to spread. And even then, there's probably a good reason why they become they became contingent in the first place. One that is probably worth our time to investigating. Um, incidentally, by the way, I, I do think that humanity is anti-fragile, right? So some of its biggest breakthroughs, like the abolition of slavery, came from exposition uh, itself to atrocious and hurtful mistakes, which it then realized it had to correct in order to progress. Uh, So freedom of speech magnifies that healthy animosity towards terrible ideas. In some sense, freedom of speech self-protects itself from the downsides by its own existence. So by having freedom of speech, we're protecting ourselves from bad ideas. I would also argue that freedom of speech is only secondary to human rights. So when the two are in conflict, it would make sense to censor the former in order to protect the latter, at least in theory. But in order for one to truly violate human rights, one typically needs to use more than words. And that's the the crucial part. As a rule of thumb, words alone cannot hurt you unless you allow them to. Unless, of course, said words lead to some specific action, in which case they no longer deserve the name words alone, as they are now equivalent to to an action. For example, a person should not have the right to order someone to kill you. More precisely, they can say whatever they want, even give the order, as long as what they say never translates into action. In other words, as as, as long as the order is never carried out. This is, of course... Easier said than done. Like a very tough problem to solve, and our legal system is a testament of this. And finding imbalance is a perpetual work in progress.
0: Yeah, but like oh, I, I immediately think of like just uh, females in the workplace getting harassed, but right. never actually getting assaulted. Right, where right. their words are being said, but there no action is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, is sort of the first thing that popped into my head as you were you were talking because. Uh. Yeah, you, you can go ahead now.
1: Absolutely. No, this is, I, I do acknowledge this as an issue, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. easier said than done, right? Sure. And and I think we, we have to discuss a little bit about that as it pertains to poker too. Uh, all that said, um, at the very least, we have some sense, and what you just described is that sense of what works and what doesn't after years of tweaking and trial and error. This is both <laughs> embedded in our culture and our current laws. Mm-hmm. So it's not perfect. But we do have something which is better than we, what we had a thousand years ago, let's say. And even like 50 years ago, like better than 50 years ago. And um, do you want to say something here? That's okay. I'll,
0: oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to just, I, I don't want to disrupt your, no, please, your please, reading. Please. Where where, where are we at percentage wise of your
1: like, your, your uh, 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 like, almost, uh, uh, like We have two more paragraphs and then we're done.
0: Two more paragraphs and done. All right. Do your paragraphs and then, then we'll okay. we'll go All through right. it
1: right so so because this is a serious point what you just said uh, this is basically my next point like this leads to the next point although absolute censorship is detrimental and it should not exist it is okay for individuals to express their disapproval in the form of opposing statements and even ignore or ostracize other individuals whose views they find fringe as long as they are not physically violate any of the uh, their rights. basically what I'm saying is uh, like bad ideas like the ones that you described, um, they should be opposed like with free speech oppose bad ideas with free speech essentially. this is the cost of expressing oneself. One should have the right to say whatever they want but not the right to be accepted or even the right to not be ridiculed right again, provided that none of their human rights are affected directly. this is a healthy reaction to potentially bad ideas and how we weed out the chaff from the wheat. It is, if, if this is uncomfortable to people, it is maybe not the society that needs to change, but us as individuals. Besides it to be fundamentally much easier to grow thick skin and adopt to the world around us, rather than trying to make it fit our own very unique idiosyncrasies. Allowing retaliatory or dismissive forms of free speech to combat potentially bad ideas is a form of what I would call pseudo-censorship, That gives clear bounds to what a society can realistically tolerate implicitly and a posteriori without explicitly preventing someone from expressing themselves and thus denying us an a priori opportunity to be exposed to a potentially good idea. While all of this is happening, there are also some current rules in place, both written and unspoken, that our contemporary society has deemed appropriate to follow for our present situations. Meta-humility at the level of the individual dictates that these rules should be followed because they carry with them a certain wisdom of our predecessors, as well as all of their mistakes and failed uh, tweaking that led to this point. At the same time, meta-humility at the level of the society dictates that these rules should also be questioned because they're imperfect and can be improved. So in some sense, these rules of conduct need to both be followed and be questioned at the same time. That said, there is an asymmetry of the weight between the society and the individual that hints to the fact that rules need to be followed far more than they need to be defied because the chances one individual will know better than a trillion of ancestors before them are very slim and rather meta-arrogant unless they somehow have access to evidence which was unavailable to them.
0: All right. So um, I think there are a bunch of entry points there. Um, I I just want to start by saying that fundamentally, I believe that YouTube is not society. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you know YouTube chat pe- people are more often than not anonymous,
1: mm-hmm. with
0: really no tangible downside to whatever they spew in the chat box. So like they can just do it and disappear and nobody ever knows. There's no like personal downside generally, which I think is probably the root of a lot of the the behavior that goes on in YouTube specifically, because like, you know, they're not called out publicly because they're under some sort of anonymous pseudonym.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so like, starting from that perspective, my my approach to podcasting, to interviewing people, which I have quite a bit of experience, At this stage of my life is that they're a guest you know you invite a guest to your home and then i i don't want my guests to be mistreated Mm -hmm. that that's how i feel by my specific audience and my specific listeners now there is another thing that came to mind too as it relates to joey's core audience who are they right i Mm -hmm. believe that you know your vibe attracts your tribe and if you know if there's a lot of immaturity on your channel, right. A lot of like things that appeal to like the 18 to 24 year old male demographic, these, these, this is the behavior that you would expect, right. You, you wouldn't expect it from a more mature audience. Um, and I think that's, that's part of the problem is that like, there's some part of Joey's core audience that are, are just, um, you know, knuckleheads to mm-hmm. really <laughs> I was gonna say put it bluntly, but that's not that's not really that blunt a knucklehead. Sure. Um and yeah, I, I think my personal opinion, yeah, like no guest should come on my podcast and get called names. I don't care like male or female, whichever way, um, but especially female in the poker space. I feel right. because in this space, like another thing I've thought of is like criticism pushback. There's a lot of pushback, a lot of criticism for people of influence in this space. Uh, just go follow Nick Howard on Twitter and see you know, a lot of the replies to, to every single one of his tweets on a daily basis. And what, what I think, how, how I think about that is that whenever you're trying to do something great or big, you create a kind of gravity around you. And when you create that gravity, sometimes debris gets in it, you know, just shit gets in your gravity and starts orbiting you and you can't get rid of it. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. that's just the price that you pay to having gravity. Right. And I think that in the poker space, whenever you're a female specifically with gravity, you get a lot more shit in your orbit. And I, I, it feels like it is a very tangible thing. I hate that we have to have this conversation, by the way. I mm-hmm. would so much rather have a female on here um, to be a part part of the conversation. But um, to me, it feels like, you know, lots more, lots more debris gets in the, the females in the space. They just orbit them. And I think that whenever you're providing them a platform, it should be safe. And that kind of bullshit just shouldn't be tolerated. I mean, that's just, that's how I feel um, about the situation. And I think like, if it were me and my listeners were like saying names in the chat, I would have cut the, the live feed, finished it privately. Mm-hmm and then released it privately where, where it was a safer space.
1: Uh, let me say a couple of things uh, because you're making some very good points here. Uh So number one is I'm not entirely sure. Again, I wasn't actually looking at the chat. I was listening to the conversation. Uh And uh I'm not sure if the uh, the names uh, were actually addressed uh, directly to Ebony. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Uh Or like, you know, people were just using them. I, I think like... Uh, they were talking to to one another, I believe, and something like that. They weren't like addressed to to her directly, perhaps, but I could be wrong on this. But the second thing that I wanted to also mention is, I was very careful to not, you know, like mention at all um, in in the things that I wrote, but also in my, in my head, I didn't want this to be more like, you know, a, a male female kind of situation, yeah. right? It's because, again, I mean, like I said, we don't have. We don't have a representative, you know, like they, they can tell us, you know, their own experience. I just wanted to talk purely personally, but we, we can expand. But, this but uh, no no, about censorship yeah
0: as it relates to censorship, right? Like, yeah. I think that it does matter the amount of material that needs to be censored as it relates to whoever's coming onto your platform. Right. I would imagine that if Jason Kuhn went on Joey's podcast, there would be a much lower need for censorship because of the space that we're in. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's why I specifically made it like a male and female thing okay. because this audience is 90% male and there are a lot of people who make tons of derogatory comments towards females specifically. And because it's like 90% male, the amount of negative comments skyrockets.
1: Right. This is essentially the law of large numbers, right? I mean, you know, if, if you, most of the misogynists are men, and you have ninety percent men and ten percent women. Obviously, you're going to have more misogynists in your group than if you were like 50 That's that's sure. just essentially the the law of large numbers. But this would be like a good a good point to start. In your mind, what would you define as as censorship? Let's start here. What is censorship uh, for you in 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 a podcast uh, context? Let's say. So, I think you know it's a classic answer, right? Of it depends.
0: Hmm. Uh, I of think course. so. So. I haven't Since I don't do live YouTube interviews, or I've only done a few, um, I haven't really encountered this problem. But I think the, like, the first thing I would do would set protocols, right? Mm-hmm. You're having Ebony Kinney on. You have a giant audience. Right. Have a conversation with her beforehand about how does the chat affect you, right? Like, mm-hmm. what, what would you like me to do here? The pro- people are probably going to say bad things because that, that's the expectation um how would you like me to deal with that in a way that makes you feel comfortable right and then just start there have like a five minute conversation about that and then be like okay cool like we're gonna do this we're gonna do that Uh, maybe she doesn't care right she's like whatever just they can go nuts it doesn't doesn't bother me at all or maybe she cares a lot in which case I, i think that measures need to be taken in order to provide her a safe space and I mean that's just because again she's the guest, right? She's a guest who's entering your home on your platform, so you need to take care of your guests.
1: And I like that approach. I like that approach because again it, it focuses on the individual. You know what can we do to create an environment? You know uh, that is tailored to, uh, to, to to the person. To the, to the person, right? Exactly, and see, see what the reality is, and then try to to do that. Uh, the, the, the better from there are you are you worried at all uh that you know uh, are you worried at all about the issue of where to draw a line like in particular you know uh, i mean people say well i mean like i said i mean it it's it's okay to say uh where do we draw the line on the negative uh, side of things but then we also have to worry about the positive side of things you know like it's if we have to 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 worry about where to draw the line on things would we um uh, that we should censor, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what is the, the best thing that we can actually uh, allow, right? I mean, there's, there's, you see what I'm saying here. I right? see, there's, I see what you're there's, saying. There's both sides. Yeah. So, so
0: it's like a sp- spectrum, right? Uh, of, of behavior and, and like where, where is the line? Um, I would say like, I'm not, there's cons- two
1: lines. There's two lines is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. There's, there's two lines. So, right. Yeah. I, in this specific situation, and again, I, I, I'm a big fan of trying to look at the situations specifically and individually. Um, In this specific situation, I would just trust the guest as it related to the line. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would like, you know where the line is. So I'm going to trust you on what, what your line is for things that ought to be censored. Um, And then for Something that like the best thing that that doesn't need to be censored, um, that line, I, I just think like personal attacks just appear to be uh, off-limits. Anything mm-hmm. that's like a fair question um, based on the facts of the story, like, yeah, that, that should be something that you should talk about. You, you have to ask tough questions. You have to ask hard questions. You, you have to mm-hmm. sometimes ask questions that make you feel uncomfortable because you don't know where they're going to lead or you don't know if, if it is off limits. But I mean, I think that the host of or the facilitator of these types of conversations should be paying a very close attention to the level of comfortability of the guest, should be paying attention mm-hmm. to like where, um, you know, they clam up or where they they're okay moving forward. I think there's a lot of nuance here as it relates to sure. each individual person.
1: Let me be specific. What if your guest is irritated, let's say hypothetically, and I'm not saying that's the same situation, sure. but I'm just curious where to draw the line. What if your guest is irritated um, with a type of language that is being used in the chat for people to address each other? Not not necessarily the guest, it's uh, the, the, the guest uh, himself or herself. Like what like what what like you know people say you know what I don't like how you know people in the chat address each other I find that offensive what would you do in that situation Um I would just not
0: have the interview live and not okay. introduce chat at all Okay. because okay. A- at that point okay. things okay. are becoming like so subjective that okay. you don't you don't really know exactly what's going to uh, be offensive or what what isn't like there there is there is a line here where like we can't expect everybody to have our worldview. We can't expect everybody to believe everything that we do in the exact same order that we believe everything subjectively based on our life experience. Right. So like, I, I do think there, there is a line, however, as it relates to crossing the line, I, I think it's fairly obvious, at least to me, when lines are crossed and people are attacked personally and people are just being nasty just to be nasty, just sure. to like tear something. Love large down. numbers.
1: Love large numbers. That's gonna happen. There's always gonna be the five sure. percent of the worst drivers, the five percent of the worst people on the internet, the five percent of the worst yeah, yeah. on anything. Like there's always gonna happen. And I mean, for what it's worth, you know, I like anybody that
0: wants to shit on me, go for it. Right. <laughs> and Duncan yeah. too actually oh yeah absolutely. He's, he's a fan uh, of getting I'm shit on fan. apparently yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah no I mean as like yeah. like I said I mean I I cannot be offended like people have tried before like uh, you know I can oh I can
0: be offended I've been through yeah. it I, yeah. I've been offended but now I'm yeah. I've gone through the experience so much that now I'm just like whatever
1: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I told you the story, right? Uh, my my school when I was a kid. You know, after that 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 one incident, I never got offended again in my life. You know, my 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 uncle has just passed away and I went like through a horrific, like, you know, traumatic experience as a teenager. And then I go to school and everybody's make fun of me. Oh, look at him. He lost his uncle. Ha 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 ha. He's he's crying. What a baby. You know, it's like I realized after that point, you know, it's like, and un- you know, you can only be hurt if you let other people hurt you. Like words, words cannot like. It's up to you. you offense can only uh, be uh, be taken, not given, right? I mean, you decide whether you want to be offended or not. So I decided I'm never going to be offended again in my life. Sure, but but, I, but regardless, I, though. Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: That that so like I, I know what you're saying, right? I, I I understand it fundamentally. I also think that like there are some people whose uncle passes away every two weeks right? where they deal with right. this nonstop and it's never ending right. in which case like at some point, you know, enough is enough. Like, come do you on. think
1: that's better or worse by the way? Like having a constant exposure, does that make you like grow growth thicker skin or does it make your, your skin worse? That's well, an interesting question. I guess. I
0: think it depends on the person. You know, mm. I, I think there are these, um, you know Victor Frankel, who wrote "Man in right. Search for Meaning." Right? right there, there are these events. You know Victor Frankel went; uh, he was in a concentration camp in yeah, Nazi right. Germany, um, and wrote a book about his experience. Um, really, just incredible, right. incredible book. Um, but what what I found was that there's effectively two types of people who go through like that. Is like the maybe the most extreme type of situation that a bunch of people can go through however like Viktor Frankl um found like another level of Mm -hmm. perseverance that is just almost like inhuman level Mm -hmm. of perseverance right so like when he was put in this exceptionally dangerous high pressure brutal situation he transcended his past self and grew into something much bigger much much more impactful whereas other people who are exposed to the same thing um totally fall apart which which i think the, the majority of humans right um fall into where you can only take so much and what they were you know what what the jewish population in nazi germany were exposed to is just just atrocious and terrible and i mean it was designed to break wills right it was designed to break people um so i think that it it depends you know on the person where sometimes that sort of exposure um can can uh make somebody transcend and then sometimes it doesn't and, and so it just depends on the the human being um but far be it for me for somebody that um, went through that experience and made it out alive and dealt with a lifetime of PTSD uh, and they, um, you know are obviously going to be upset when it's talked about mm-hmm. right or people direct things at them like I, I think that's a type of person that you protect, that you go out of your way to to not um put them through that or there are other people that can talk about it openly and and are don't seem to be affected as much right so to me it's just personal is like what kind of human are you and how much has this affected you and if it's if you're able to talk about it openly or if you're able to just like brush everything off that said then great um but if you're not then we still have to honor and protect that too
1: Right. Um. I, I, as you know, I'm not a very big fan of like the idea of, of, of protection. Uh. In general. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because unless of- it
0: unless it comes to poker, right? right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I knew you would troll me about this eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll We'll get back to that. But sure.
0: I, I know you. You. you, what, you what, think what? that protection is? Uh. I mean, to the, put it bluntly, ar- arrogant.
1: Yeah, it's exactly. So there, there, there's two issues. One is, you said it perfectly. One is arrogance, right? Sure. You know, we think we can actually help somebody else when in actuality, we cannot even help ourselves because we get, none of us has figured out how to, to live our lives, right? I sure. mean, this is an ongoing process. It's very difficult. It's it's, it's very, I, I, would, I would feel that actually meta arrogant to try to protect other people, not just arrogant, super arrogant. But then there's another thing which I'm worried about, and that's fragility. Like no no I mean I I know it comes from a good place right I mean no I'm just no saying, I know I know, I know what you're saying you, yeah, yeah right. I'm not I'm not trying to you know talk but these are things that i am constantly this motherfucker
0: thinking. just called me arrogant and meta arrogant in the same <laughs> the same breath look at this guy
1: <laughs> the worse. no because I'm not sure uh, uh, we're talking about the same type of protection right what you're saying here and 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 there is a huge difference you're talking about people who know exactly what their vulnerabilities are and they're. Uh, you know, actively seeking for help. That's a different type of protection, right? This is sort of like a warranted protection. Like somebody who goes, for example, to a psychiatrist and says, uh, listen, I mean, I have an issue with an addiction. I need help. That's a different type of help and protection, right? This is sort of like a, a self-realized self-real- situation where you realize your weaknesses and then you try to see how to work around them. For me, when I'm thinking of protection in general, especially when it comes to public policy, is unwarranted protection. Like the government says, you know what? I'm going to protect you because gambling is bad, right? So we're going to restrict all gambling. You can only go to Vegas, you know, to gamble. Or And if you're lucky, you know, and you have card rooms, you know, in California and wherever you are, you can play there. So this is the type of protection that concerns me, the, the type where I'll tell you what's good for you. I'll tell you what you need. This is what you need. Sure, you need there's levels type- to this, right? right. Of like there's there, there's
0: there's many levels, and that was why I started on YouTube chat room because mm-hmm. to me, um, greatness village on Slack, I'm sorry, it's not a democracy. That's um, fine. Yes, it, it is an authoritarian regime where I am the Great. the dictator, and you yes. you type bad beat stories and you get dictated.
1: Um, <laughs> I love this. So like. And this is okay, by the way, right? Because you're very clear about this, right? I mean, it's everybody knows what they what they're expecting.
0: Yeah, it's it, I'm I'm the mayor. Uh, I run the show in Greatness Village. And guess what? It, it is not a right that you are allowed into my uh, my Slack channel. Um, very good. So it's not a right that you're allowed into my YouTube chat. You know, these things are not like God given, and uh, so. As it relates to like these specific parameters yeah be a dictator you know i i would be a dictator on my youtube channel and just ban everybody that is trying to like tear my guests down because for for a bunch of reasons i think that like the downside to banning people um, or moderating them too heavily is like oh they may not might not watch my youtube videos anymore they may not interact with my channel but in my experience those are not like great customers. Anyway, they're not going to buy anything. They're going to be the first to complain if you try to sell them something for 99 cents uh, because apparently, you know, content creators just exist on magic pixie dust that pays all their bills. Right. So like they're just, to me, the trolls, they're, they're just not offering anything of value to anybody. And so like, just ax them, but that's Mm -hmm. my personal preference in my opinion. And there are lots of people that run their own little villages, Differently, and guess what? Good, good for you.
1: And 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 speaking of that, because I, I guess um, the one question is, what are some good heuristics, right? I mean, you said, for example, the, the trolls. You know, that's ask them. You know, what are some other good heuristics? Because well, maybe maybe you moderators. enjoy the trolls. Right. I don't know. Like it, this is my subjective reality, right? For sure, for sure. And this is our our subjective reality, right? I mean, we we have our subjective podcast, but. Part of the reason why I'm asking this question is because I noticed, and that's you know my interpretation of the situation. I mean, obviously Ebony was very upset, uh, but at the same time, I also noticed that uh, uh, Joy was all very very sad. If I were to use a word, right? I mean, he really felt in some way he failed his you know uh, his guest, or potentially he was pondering whether he um, he failed as an interviewer. But at the same time, he was like again everything happened so quickly and he was like you know where do i draw the line essentially he was it seemed like he was asking those questions what am i supposed time. to do wrong time to ask the questions you already addressed that right he should have yeah. done it he should have done it earlier but it does create an interesting situation because uh somebody could value you know the the freedom or or a certain freedom as they as they as they see it and at the same time they value a certain quality out of, uh, you know, their interviewees, right? So that's why I'm asking, like, what are some some heuristics, you know, to navigate in situations like that?
0: I mean, you have to be a leader. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that's, you have to be responsible for your audience. You have to be responsible for your guest. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when that stuff happens, it falls on you, which is why you you have to be a leader from the jump and and have to have these conversations. You know, you have to be able to stop Right. So like, I, I, th- I think
1: you're making a very good point, and sorry to interrupt you, but I want to illustrate that point. You're making a very good point that if you think there is a conflict between the way you want to run things, because apparently you know Joy wants to allow a certain freedom in his chat, sure. and at the same time you know running the risk of offending or otherwise making your guests uncomfortable, you gotta be aware of that potential conflict and try to resolve it. Yeah. You, right. You, Ahead of you, time, perhaps. Yeah.
0: Or, you're kind of wanting your cake and to eat it too right you don't want to censor it but you also want to have uh, a guest who just had a a high profile cash on your show who you know is going to be upset by the chat right you you don't get both you know so like i I I don't know
1: i don't know about you know like i mean i don't know if he knew that already i mean he didn't seem like he was like you know you you think maybe i mean i don't know i mean i i come on you have
0: over a hundred thousand youtube subscribers and you're you're watching um, a fi- a female. You're doing a live interview with with a female on the show. Like you have to be aware that bad shit is gonna bubble I, I, bubble to the surface. I, I, think. I don't
1: think there were like any like uh, any or any of like I think the conversation started to derail when they were basically talking about uh, uh, you know I, I think Daniel Negrano came up and Phil Nagy like and they would start talking about you know. Women versus men. I think that's when the situation. Like before that, it was it was perfectly fine. I think it, yeah. the, the conversation derailed when it was basically about you know the male female politics. I guess you can yeah. call. Yeah.
0: Again, I mean, yeah. the yeah. the facilitator decides on the tangent and the the path that everybody goes down. But but I mean, to me, it's like something's happening. There's high emotion. Let's take a breath let's pause and figure out the best way to go forward that makes sense for everybody. Right. I mean, that, that to me just sh- should, be the protocol. Um, but again, this is how I, I run things. Right. So my protocols and the way that I think about stuff is just limited to specifically me. But as, um, yeah, you, again, you're, you're trying to provide a platform that is only good things. And now, now look like you, you have a, this spectacle, where we're talking about it and not in a good way. Um, and people are writing articles about it, right? It's not like, oh, what the great conversation that that Ebony and Joey had. It's all about this. And I mean, again, it, it goes, like responsibility falls on the Joey Ingram. That That's, there's no other way around it.
1: Yeah, so there, is there any 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 responsibility on the uh, on the guest at all? Um,
0: yeah, probably so the, the responsibility of the guest is uh, I mean to ask i, I guess to, to ask the person who's hosting the interview to make sure that your values are in alignment, that if X, y or z happens, that there is some kind of future protocol, right like when we when I start a conversation with my podcast guests, um, it's not live. And so I always tell them, if we go, like, just feel free to say whatever you want to say. If we go into a territory that afterwards, you're like, ah, oh, that that was really uncomfortable and I would rather not release that, we'll just cut it from the conversation, right? So, you know, and it's, it's a lot tougher doing these things live because things happen and you can't really adjust like that um, after the fact. But I mean yeah I do think that the guests do have responsibility, um, but really it's it's all about just communication between guest and host and mm-hmm. making sure that everything's good there and if everything's good there, then you can deal with whatever the chat throws at you right you have you have an answer, you have a solution. Um, but that's got to be where it starts.
1: I think that's another key word here, communication, right I mean I think part of the some of the biggest issues uh, and we see that happening by the way, right now in in the chess world with the with the cheating scandal. The key word here is communication. You know, when there's issues, when there's situations, the best way to to deal with those things is is talking them, talking them through. And also with the with the poker scandal, you know, like when Bryn Kenny went to Joy recently, you know, and there was an opportunity for for Martin at some point to show up and have a conversation, you know, both Joy and Bryn said that they didn't wanna do it, you know? And and I remember thinking, you know, the best way to resolve a situation like this is to have the accuser and the accusee face-to-face and have this uncomfortable conversation. Nobody wants to, to have that uncomfortable conversation, but communication sometimes is the best way to resolve those things. It's one oh, of those what, things. What do you
0: think it means when the, the sides don't really wanna openly communicate publicly? Like to me, it's like, hmm, feels like the, the downside up, uh, outweighs the, the upside. For, for that conversation to go down.
1: C- correct. But I mean in, in a in, in a meta level, I would say that the upside, not for the individuals, but for the for the rest of the society is always is always uh, nearly always positive. Right. Yeah. So but I, if, of if course. So,
0: like in a case where like there's like oh, yeah. a cheating scandal going on, you oh they, they don't give a shit about the positive of society of course. at large, right? Of course. That's not of course. even a, a factor. Course.
1: Of course, I'm not saying I don't understand it. I'm just saying yeah, that yeah. you made a very excellent point about communication. And I'm just saying that, you know, the uh, communication can solve even seemingly like impossible issues. Sure. And I'm, I'm talking about for the entire system, not necessarily for the individuals. The individuals can have. And similarly, in a situation like this, I would agree with you 100%. You know, it is it is very important to uh, take control of the situation no matter what happens. Yeah, I mean, and some,
0: I, things, some things are... Uh, outside of the person facilitating the conversation's control. You know, some things, like somebody replies to a tweet, you, you can't, they're going to. Like somebody's going to um, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like these these things, you just can't do anything about uh, because they're outside of your realm of, of control. But the things that you you do have some type of control over I think you should just manage them. It just feels like good manners to me.
1: Absolutely, and I, and I, and I would agree with that. Um, I guess there is a there's a th- there's two questions. Uh, one question is, um, what do you think about? Uh, um, I guess that question goes in, in, into politics. I'm, I'm not going to ask it. I'm not that, you know, never mind. But there's there's, there's another question. No, I mean uh, it, when you when you hear a question start and then it's not okay, asked I'll, I'll it's, ask it, it's I'll like ask it's like it, now, I, now to... I just
0: need to see okay. that question. I just sure, sure. want to know.
1: Makes makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So the question is is basically this. Uh there was a claim at at some point that you know, uh behaviors of which is essentially what made me try to to think myself you know what would be as a society a good place to draw to draw the line and why i wrote the 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 article um, but there was a concern at some point that um uh, joys behavior or lack thereof is contributing to a much bigger problem that's the the best way of of putting it um you know so what what do you think about that like do what you think what is the bigger problem the bigger problem potentially means that you know like women are going to feel more uncomfortable in, in, in the poker world, like essentially, lack of censorship can actually potentially propagate um, propagate a, a bigger problem.
0: I don't know the answer to that um, because I don't know anybody that's like I, I don't I don't know the, the journey to entering the poker world if it goes through watching Joey Ingram podcasts on YouTube. Uh, and it's not about Joey. I mean, know.
1: I'm just asking. You know, just you know, like just what your thoughts.
0: Are. I mean the the truth is that. We as players, although it doesn't happen as often as it does before, have just felt like we could do whatever we wanted to do at at like a live cash game table or even a tournament. We can just talk shit to people in front of their face. We can treat them terribly, and there's almost zero downside. Um, I, I think that as... A collective um we just need to do a better job of policing just treating people like human beings and making poker just a relative safe safer space and, and like over time i think it's gotten better um you know i had jan fisher on the podcast like a year or two ago and she dealt in like the 70s and the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. and said that it was atrociously bad back then and that you know I asked her specifically for like people that didn 't treat dealers like garbage um, and there were few names that came to her mm-hmm. mouth, and there were you know she dealt to most everybody so that that 's a big problem right and I think that problem has gotten uh, it 's gotten minimized over time but um yeah i mean it's just to me there I just think that there should be some kind of code of conduct as it relates to behavior you can 't just throw your chips you can 't get passed out drunk and um, start talking shit to, to people just because you feel like it or just, yeah, I, I, think dealers and poker, poker room managers need to be empowered to mm-hmm. do a better job of making everything, make, making these things kind of out of bounds. And then outside of like that, um, I, I think that's just the first thing, but then like on YouTube that you're, you can't manage it, Right. Yeah. Like if that's the platform of choice, then you can't manage what your chat's going to say, or you can't manage everything they're gonna say. So in that sense, um, it's more of like a wild, wild west. And I mean, a, a a better way to go about it would be to, you know, you could have a Zoom meeting with, or a private feed where people have to like sign up and give their actual first and last name to make an account so that whenever they make a comment, There's a person that you can see, right? It follows them. I think the anonymity is probably the biggest culprit here. Mm -hmm. I don't think like people are not as so brave as to walk up most people anyway, um, to somebody's face and like say the things they say on, in a YouTube chat
1: room. Um, So, I mean, You mentioned something earlier, which I thought was very important. You said that uh, YouTube chat is not society. And what I would say uh, personally, society is not society because people are not going to go out to people and say what they have in their minds. But sometimes, what you get on YouTube chat, you get people their the true feelings. You know, they they, they 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 get out. Or you see, as they say, you get to see what the person who the person is by when they're losing at the poker table. Then you get to see their their real self. You know, they've been polite all along, and then all of a sudden they start you know throwing cards at the dealer and 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 doing things like that. But yeah, but that's a good um, point though. Like it's screening essentially.
0: Yeah, screening. Um, reducing anonymity, uh, and yeah, like at the end of the day, I, I do think that I do think that there again there, there's going to be bad stuff. I think it's unavoidable, and so in that mm-hmm. way, like guests do need to take responsibility for their reaction to these things um, that are out you know beyond the control mechanism that say the host has or their ability mm-hmm. to control the things that are going on. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, I, I just, it's, I, I just, I wish people could be better <laughs> in, right. in no. an anonymous chat situation, but that just isn't gonna be how the world works.
1: No, it's a good point. Like I wish people th- they could be better because it's it, it sort of like raises the question, you know, is um, policing all we can do or is there like an alternative way? Like for example, improving the culture somehow like are there specific ways where you know the people who are listening right now in the podcast you know can um you know can conduct themselves at at the at the poker table or because again you mentioned the word policing and i wanted to come back to this yeah like i I could say that it's just
0: like in some spaces things are acceptable and tolerated Mm -hmm. and in others they aren't i think there's been one misogynistic comment in greatness village over the last three years and i moderated it immediately and sent them a message right? immediately, right? And like in some spaces, that's not going to be moderated and it's going to thrive. And in other spaces, it will. So to me, again, it's all about your vibe attracts your tribe. You have to be a leader of this audience and you have to let them know what is acceptable to you and what is unacceptable because you're the tyrant. You're the one making the laws and the rules of right. the kingdom. So in that way, I think that, that that's really where it all starts, um, and yeah, some shitheads will slip through. Um, sure,
1: no, no, no. I mean, you're very clear. I think your point is is very clear. I mean, you're essentially saying uh, uh, this is not a public domain. It's a domain that has specific rules, and you know, uh, if you're a good leader, you can create a situation where with, with, with good rules. Now, how about when we go public, though? Right? Because again, I mean, if you're essentially you're saying in your house, you know, you, you tell your guests how to behave, both perhaps directly or indirectly, by the way you're sending a certain message, you know, by the way you behave yourself. But what if the situation, like what if we have like a public domain or a semi-public domain?
0: I mean, if you go on Howard Stern, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like a female model, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to expect, you know, chauvinistic behavior from the host and from the collective of people, right? If you go on Oprah, it's probably going to be quite a different experience. So basically like, As it relates to public entities, um, to me, it's about what the facilitator sets up and the rules that are in place in this environment that that is the expectation Um, that that to me is like what it all boils down to is like Mm -hmm. some things that are acceptable in one place are not acceptable in another. Well, Why is that true? Well, it's because of the rules that have been set up by the leaders in charge of each space. Um yeah i can I'm probably not gonna go on again, I'll use Oprah and get into a fist fight sure. with another guest, but if I go on Jerry Springer, <laughs> then it's quite likely that I'm gonna get in a fist fight with another guest <laughs> and it and it's tolerated and acceptable and even encouraged right sure. so yeah, to me it boils down to whatever the the people in charge create and facilitate
1: but but how about le- leaderless or like relatively leaderless environments like for example, let's say. Um, poker, Mad room. Max. No, 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 not that, not not that. Apocalyptic. apocalyptic. <laughs> not, not that that for
0: themselves at that point.
1: There's but no- but let's say you know like you play a, a game in, in Vegas, and of course like every poker room has their own rules, but there are ways to to conduct one oneself, right? And and unless somebody's breaking specific rules of the casino, they're not going to necessarily be interrupted. Like, you know, sometimes people are very loud, and you know they. Uh, the casino, uh, you know, the, the floor may not say something for that. You know, there, there's specific situations. I, which are I hate it. Visual- uh, yeah. I,
0: I hate these situations because, again, I'm not starting from a framework of knowledge of what this person is okay dealing with. And I hate putting myself in a position where, like, who know, Like, I don't know how people are affected by a specific behavior, right? Like, you can talk shit to me at the table. Sure. Nobody needs to stand up and like protect me because it's it's not going to have any effect, right? right? Other That's part people, of
1: the arrogance we were talking earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I, I understand what you're saying. Yes. Sure. Well, I, I mean, I, can,
0: I I'd like to address that too. The you know the the arrogance side of this, because I mean, I think like there are situations, right, where you know your kid is playing a sport and mm-hmm. a spectator who's sitting right next to you just says that they're trash right? Mm-hmm. And then your kid's like, oh, how, how'd you do? And you're like, well, not so well. And as a matter of fact, the person next to me said that you're trash, right? Mm-hmm. It, you, you, you don't tell them that. That, that is not what, what you verbalize to them because you know that they would be emotionally affected if they had that knowledge, right? And that's what I mean by like protecting someone. Um, just like to me, People don't need to know everything, and a lot of the negative stuff sure. severely impacts a human being. And so, gating but if, that.
1: if, if I may push a little bit push, on, on that, push. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I agree with you that you know like the and and it could actually part of the reason why one should not tell their kids at that point, oh, you know, you suck because that guy said it. So, is because you're conveying a much worse message. Than, it, uh, than the reality is. Because again, the, the message from that person is, is not the reality. It's probably one of the worst messages. However, I would argue that not telling your kid they did great uh, when they actually didn't do great, uh, but perhaps like choose, choosing a language is, you know, we can do better l- next time. Yeah, or, we can practice, we can work right, we on can the practice. deficiencies, exactly. we,
0: we can so, grow, we can right. improve, right? Yeah. But
1: that's 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 what I'm talking about, right? I mean, there is quite a spectrum of approaches to tell the sure. truth, right? You know, th- that's that's the part that I would push back, you know, like telling a kid. And that's, I think, part of the it, it, psychologists have written papers about the issue that we have with with, with modern kids, right? I mean, uh, modern kids are much more fragile than a um, kids of, you know- That's uh, what
0: they've always been saying. There was a Twitter article about this going back right. to like the 1800s in newspapers talking about every yes. generation is like softer than the next generation. Which it's is true in- though. Interesting.
1: It is interesting, right? I mean, it, it is- Is it? I it don't is, know whether it's true or not. It is It is like we we have less exposure. I mean, it's, it's, it's true by definition because technology has advanced, right? So we don't have to expose ourselves to the same dangers that we, we did in the past. That is not to say- we should, you know, like unwillingly, <laughs> willingly go and, uh, you know, put ourselves in you know, sleep under, you know, under the stars for like a, a month or so, or walk barefoot or, or something like that. But it is, it is a fact of life that we have less stressors than we than we once had. And then the question becomes, you know, uh, what are, you know, what are the kids are going to to be facing at some point? So the, the concept of fragility is 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 a real one and i'm concerned about it right that's why i said it's both arrogance and potentially expose somebody to to fragility Uh, and i i think uh, i think
0: i i mean i think that making the assumption that the this upcoming generation is more fragile i don't know i mean i see a lot of fragility in the uh the, the past generation, especially like the adults, as it relates to like anything that anybody talks about ever, they just appear to be exceptionally sure. fragile and unwilling to talk about the, the big topics or, you know, the things that actually like matter about humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's I know we're getting off topic here about the yeah. fragility of of the current generation of people, but I don't know whether that's like perception or reality. And I don't quantify. know either.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't know either. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not honestly, like I'm saying that I'm concerned mostly more than anything, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's I'm, your I'm, I'm, personal subjective. I'm, I'm concerned, not even opinion. I'm concerned about the, 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 the fact that, uh, you know, fragility could potentially be an issue. And it's a very complicated thing. And I'm not saying treating a kid one way or another is definitely going to create fragility or anything like that. I'm not making, uh, but the, the fact that we are exposed, for example, to uh, lesser stressors—that's actually—that's actually a fact. That's not even an opinion. Whether or not that makes us fragile, obviously varies greatly. But it is a concern of the of the of the psychologists, is what I'm saying. Right? And and some of it may have to do with the fact that you know we we may be overprotective.
0: Yeah, I mean, we need better leadership. Like that's, that's maybe that's for maybe sure. that's all always been. Um... <laughs> The downside of humanity we just always need sure. better better leadership but i mean we just need in general better leadership we, we cannot have enough
1: of for you know, sure
0: life is about struggles and failure and success and being resilient um and falling to pieces and it's cyclical and i mean we need to know when we need to do better right mm-hmm. like we, we need to hear outside leadership tell us you're not doing good enough you need mm-hmm. to do this right um and I think oftentimes we, we don't have that, or we're not even open to to such feedback, but yeah, anyway, that that to me is like if you want to improve, I think there's multiple ways of skinning the cat as they say, um, and we need criticism, so we need to be faced with hard truths, um, but we don't need to be buried under. Truths or half truths that are hurtful and just put us in a downward spiral that we can't get out of
1: absolutely no and 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 uh one, one also thing that uh one should add i guess like a little bit of a different perspective before i I ask you my my last question sure. is that i think uh certain people need leadership more than others I would say that's also something to uh, to, to 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 take into account right i mean there is um the 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 classic example would be, you know, people who are, you know promoting like self-help, you know, like people like you know Tony Robbins or like you know, m- more modernly, you know, Jordan Peterson. There are some people who would say, you know, their lives have been changed because again, maybe their lives were somewhat chaotic. And then by listening to people who have their lives a little bit more in order, you know, they can um they they can be helped. but for for some other people who perhaps they're already, in in some sense, self-regulating or overachievers or their leaders themselves, you know, people like that, you know, uh, uh, suggestions like that may even sound totalitarian or like very difficult to, who are you to tell me how to live my life, right? I mean, there sure. is that that approach too. and some people are more sensitive to that thing. I know I'm one of those people. like I'm very, very skeptical of people giving advice, especially when it comes to universal advice. Yeah. But, that being said, Leadership can take a lot of forms, and it's not just, you know, do that is one. Well, it's not a cult, right? You're, you're it's not, not a like cult. exactly believing, you're exactly. not
0: like uh, exactly. taking every single belief system from this specific leader, you're learning exactly. in their specific domain of expertise that exactly. you're inquiring about,
1: exactly. And it's a voluntary entrance, right? I mean, if you voluntarily, voluntary for sure, en- I mean, it's entra- hard,
0: it's hard, it's hard to make impact when it's involuntary, absolutely. Um,
1: Absolutely, and j- I just wanted to make that 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 distinction because again, leadership uh, is is a double edged sword. You know, like it can be it can be helpful when when people uh, need it, but it can also restrict somebody from uh, expressing themselves and 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 yeah. flourish and, and think and crea- differently. So creativity
0: it, it, and also progression creativity. of humanity. Right? If we all had to listen to the foremost authority on a given thing and weren't able to think for ourselves and come at problems from different angles. Um, humanity would struggle to progress in the way that it has. So I think there's definitely benefit of, um, you know, the pioneers. I do think pioneering is quite a difficult endeavor, though.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Very, very difficult indeed. Which which brings me to, 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 to my last question. Uh, speaking of, of pioneering, how much pioneering do you think we're doing? Like, are we heading in the right direction, would you say? Like, how much like, you know, all, uh, in terms of like our collective efforts as human beings, you know, uh, and uh, as poker society, do we think, do you think we're heading in any direction, first of all, like you said, but yeah, do you think we're heading in the right not. direction? I, I don't okay. know
0: the direction. I, I don't, okay. it, it's like, it's like, I'm too zoomed in on this mm-hmm. time and moment to really mm-hmm. have a good idea. I, I think that maybe there are ways to like quantify it. Uh, objectively you know good to bad comment ratios on youtube I, I don't know exactly how to how to go about collecting data but um maybe there are ways to like find an answer to that but ba- with the knowledge that i have personally i have no idea what direction we're going um it, it just i don't know um and i i think we're getting like pulled in many different directions too i i think that there are some significant like downsides uh, to mm-hmm. like full privacy, for instance, which a mm-hmm. lot of uh, a lot of people are are after these days, they want everything to be private, um, everything to be encrypted and, and under the radar. I, I don't know, you know, it's a uh, it's a strange world, Duncan. Um, Absolutely, and, and plus
1: not, plus it's probably sorry. just
0: subjective from person to person oh, too, right? And their own their own experience. So I don't, I don't really see how it's an answerable question. So I'm just gonna say we're out on a raft, going where the ocean takes us. <laughs>
1: I guess I, I guess I could ask you from your readings of history would you rather uh, live on any other historical time than this one subjectively
0: no chance Are you kidding me okay okay we got the, so the the full power of humanity in my pocket that okay. just I, when I was little I read encyclopedias that were like printed in the 1960s right um so the the information was probably not up to date now I want to know anything I can look at wikipedia I mean, we live in, in my opinion, the, the best time to be alive.
1: That, that's, that's an answer. So that's, you know, at least your vote, the subjective vote is that we're progressing because you would in you general, be- In general, yes. It, yeah, uh, yeah, it was yeah, more yeah.
0: related to like our specific like centor, censorship topic. But a, okay. as humanity, I believe we are progressing. Now, yeah. I mean, the, what's yeah. the downside of progression that we, you know, cause catastrophe upon ourselves and in the entire human race? I would say that's probably pretty likely- outcome of our progression which is a fairly significant downside um but yeah we are progressing for better and worse
1: So well, there you have it folks we're progressing so we can live here we on, go yep. on a positive
0: note. if you were if you weren't convinced the fact that you're listening to this on a pair of AirPods, doing god knows what um just jogging down the road or whatever it is like driving in your car, following your GPS that gives you guided instructions. Now you know it. We are progressing. Uh, We're progressing. (laughs) Excellent. We
1: don't know if we're going to make the next 100 years, but we're progressing until then. So
0: we'll we'll progress until we progress right off the cliff. And I guess that'll that'll be it.
1: That'll be it. Exactly. So where can people find us? Uh, Jason Poker Greatness
0: Podcast on all of the platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all the ones. Why? Alex beats Bobby, B O B B I E, on YouTube. Ask the math doctor on Twitter and at CPG podcast on Twitter. And you can also go to greatnessvillage.com or chasingpokergreatness.com. We have some like exciting things happening at at chasingpokergreatness.com that uh, I'm Ob- obligated to, to speak about because my SEO team has, has forced me at gunpoint. They're like, you need to to tell people about the stuff. Um, you know, we've aggregated a bunch of customer reviews on specific online poker platforms. You can find that portal at chasingpokergreatness.com. Felt like a pretty big need in the space was to have actual user-generated reviews of platforms instead of saying, you know, Googling what's the best poker platform to play on. And then, you know, it being a, a 30-way tie for first place, um, we actually have like actual customers who are playing on the platforms, giving feedback on, you know, the, the software, the perks, money in, money out, uh, speed, just all of those player pools, population, customer service, all, all of those factors that, that really matter. Um, felt that the best way to go about making a page like that was to just ask the people that play on the things. And if, if a platform's like garbage, well, then it'll get ones and there won't be a 50-way tie for first.
1: Exactly right. And uh, this is something, by the way, that uh, I don't know if you knew that, but did you know who started this? This idea, which is a brilliant idea, by the way. The is it idea, Bezos? That's right. That's, that's who he is. Exactly. That's J- Jeff Bezos. He started that with Amazon. So with all the hate that he's getting, he, he got something really... Right. And that's the idea of, you know, advertising being, tell the truth to the customers, right? I mean, communication, we're talking about this communication is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, uh, I don't know if any of the listener is familiar with Animaniacs, but you know, good idea, user reviews and good communication for everything. Penis shaped spaceship, bad idea for, uh, for Bezos. Uh, and I think, I think that's the note that we'll end on. We'll end on penis-shaped bad ideas.
1: That's the title for today's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening.
0: We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.